From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Some people believe that a macrobiotic diet is a healthy way to eat and that it can help prevent cancer by reducing inflammation. Here to talk about this is registered dietitian nutritionist Maria Erdman from the Upstate Cancer Center. Welcome, Maria. Thank you. So whole foods and traditional foods in harmony with the seasons. That's a description of macrobiotic. It sounds a lot like the clean food and the eat local movements merged. Well, there's actually some, uh, some people say that this diet was the basis of those movements. That really? It kind of started, um, this was very popular in the 60s and 70s in Massachusetts, and it, it grew from there, and those things may have come out of, of this movement in the past. Okay. Uh, this goes back to the 60s, but even before that too, right? The 60s was sort of a rebirth of... Well, the macrobiotic, the great life is what it means. And, um, you know, it's been used by Hipp- Hippocrates and Aristotle, but um, it came out of Japan. And the person who brought it here, his name was Michio Kushi. And his actual, he started out looking to um, make world peace happen by using the macrobiotic lifestyle to bring peace to each individual person. He figured if, they, if you did that, then world peace would come. Okay. All right. So it has Japanese origins. Yes. Okay. Um, let's talk about the difference between complex and simple carbs, because that's sort of part of this diet, right? Well, the diet is based, it's, it's 60 to 70% carbohydrate or whole grains, actually. And um, that is an awful lot. But when they say whole grains, they really mean whole grains, cooked grains, not processed really there's there's a little bit of room for whole grain breads but mostly it's just the grain itself very close to the actual food right out of the field Um, so the complex carbohydrates in whole grains break down much more slowly than simple carbohydrates like white flours uh, sugars etc so if you're eating a basis of complex carbohydrates the energy is going to more slowly be digested and um, absorbed into your body. Therefore, your blood sugars won't go up, they won't spike, and then be brought down by insulin, which the um, insulin release of insulin can, can release other things that cause inflammation. So what happens is you have this low, constant energy source and less inflammation. That's that's the theory behind the, the whole grains. And also, this being based on Japanese theory, it was also based on yin and yang, and whole grains were purported to be the most balanced food as far as yin and yang. And so if you started with a basis of balance, then you could put other foods in, but in, from others, from one, some that were more yin, some that were more yang, and have a, a balanced diet based on these whole grains. And whole grains are a healthy diet, though, right? Yes, but, whole grains are, are very good for you, generally. But if that's all you eat, that's not a complete. Correct, and there were some steps in, in the earlier um, versions of the macrobiotic diet. In some books, there's, there's a, a tenth and final step that is just brown rice and water, and obviously that is not a complete diet. It would not sustain life. Okay. So tell me uh, dif- the difference between energy food and building food, because that's also talked about in here. 
Well, one of the um, ideas that was brought up in, in the, mac the Macrobiotic Diet, which was a book written by Cushy, it, it considered the, the Bible of the Macrobiotic Diet, um, is that you need more energy foods than building foods. And the idea here was that energy foods are these complex carbohydrates that we, our bodies use, can take and turn right into energy for immediate use um, you know, throughout the day. Whereas the building foods is what they called protein. So this diet is lower in protein than most Western diets. And their idea is that you only need as much protein as you actually need to replenish your protein stores in your body. Our muscles are made of protein, enzymes are made of protein, but they can be recycled in the body. So we don't need to eat all of the protein that we will use in the day. Um, and pro extra protein, when we ingest it, can be used for energy, but it takes more effort to break those proteins down for use as energy. And there's more waste products in the form of nitrogen, which has to be processed by our kidneys and to some degree our liver. And it puts a little bit of added stress on those organs. And that is another one of the tenets of the macrobiotic diet, that we don't want to stress those organs. So we don't want to eat more protein than we need. We want to have the energy foods be foods that are easily broken down for energy. Interesting. Well, I want to get into the details of the foods that you actually eat with a mac macrobiotic diet. But first, this is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with registered dietitian nutritionist Maria Erdman of the Upstate Cancer Center. So what does a macrobiotic diet consist of? What are you eating if you're following that, that food? The general outline was that you had whole, unprocessed foods preferably locally grown and preferably organic, approximately 50 to 60%, and in, in some places I read up to 70% of whole grains and whole grain foods. I mean, of, of the calories of the diet should be, of, should be made of whole grains, whole grains. and whole grain foods. Um, 20 to 30% should be locally grown and or organic vegetables. And 5 to 10% beans and sea vegetables. And this harkens back to its Japanese beginning. So by sea vegetables, nori, which is a seaweed that's wrapped around sushi, and there are many other types of seaweed. Um, 5 to 10% soups and 5 to 10% beverages, fish, and desserts. And most of the desserts were things like fruits or there's a, a, a sweet rice that was turned into a dessert also. So almost vegetarian. It is mostly vegetarian. There's also an allowance for uh, white flesh fish. So that is, is one place where you could get higher doses of protein if you needed it. So what is the benefit if you're following this diet? Is it heart healthy? Is it? There actually have been studies that show that it is heart healthy. Um, there was a paper back in the 70s they did a lot of of research on this diet and um, they showed that there was lower blood pressure lower plasma lipids and lipoproteins and um, you know better cholesterol levels in people who followed macrobiotic and or vegetarian slash vegan diets so that is one place where it's actually proven to have some benefit is it, it's very heart healthy 
What about cancer-fighting properties? Has that been looked there at? There is no strong evidence at this point. And it's funny because Mr. Kush, Michio Kushi, the man who brought macrobiotics really out into the public's eye, his son became an epidemiologist trained at Yale. And um, he actually wrote a paper. And in his paper, he said... As with most aspects of diet and cancer therapy, there has been limited research evaluating the effectiveness of the macrobiotic diet in alleviating suffering or prolonging survival of cancer patients. So nutrition research is difficult to do anyway. You can't force people to eat certain things. And having cancer has its own issues, which you know, makes it hard to necessarily stick with eating certain foods. So there hasn't been really enough evidence to show that this has been curative in any way. Um, but given that it seems to possibly decrease inflammation, it certainly couldn't hurt to follow this diet while you're getting cancer treatment, as long as you're getting enough calories, and, and that's an important part of it. Does it, um, is there anything that says how it leaves you feeling? Does it help you relax? Does it give you more energy? Does Are, are there... The diet itself doesn't necessarily do that. Um, but the macrobiotic lifestyle includes exercise and relaxation techniques. So I'm not an expert on, on macrobiotics. I, I looked into this um, to, to make a talk for uh, that somebody requested. Um, but there is quite a bit more than just the diet to the macrobiotic lifestyle, which does also include meditative reflection and exercise. And I know you said it's lower in protein than most American diets, but yes. is the protein source the white fish? Or is oh, there no, there's protein. One can be a vegetarian and have plenty of protein. There's protein in whole grains. Um, there's protein in um, beans. There's protein in the sea vegetables. Um, so there's even proteins in some fruits and vegetables in, in small quantities. So... Eating carefully, you can get a good amount of protein without having any animal products at all. Okay. What about coffee? Are you allowed to have coffee on the well, macrobiotic diet? the macrobiotic diet, the beverages were a little bit strange, and that's one place where people were um, worried about this diet is it says drink only when thirsty. So it's not heavy on the drinking of anything, but when you do drink, they have something called grain coffees, um, so it's coffee made out of roasted barley or, or chicory, for example. People have probably heard of chicory and coffee. Um, but no actual caffeinated coffee. So it's going to taste a lot different. It's not going to be the coffee we recognize. No. <laughs> they do allow um, a, a type of green tea, however, which probably does have a, have a little bit of caffeine. All right. Well, my guest has been registered dietitian nutritionist Maria Erdman talking about macrobiotic diets. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.